Nah, I don't like it. scorekeeper tonight for the quiz box. Are you ready to meet your host? He writes the questions. He brings the funny. Put your hands together for the very funny Eric Tate. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the quiz box. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. That is a, I'm, I'm, I know you're good, but where are you? I can't see you. For our podcast listeners, I'm wearing a full camouflage onesie is, tonight. It's just a disembodied head over I, there yeah. keeping score tonight. I'm ready for combat. This is, is that your combat onesie? Yes. I have no weapon, though, other than wit. And that's not a strong one. <laughs> Looks like we're going to die. Um, okay, well, let's, should we get into the show instead? Let, okay. Let's get into the show. Okay. Welcome to the Quiz Box, the only game show where real comedians answer real questions to win you real prizes. I'm your host, Eric Tate, and with me as always is our scorekeeper and onesie aficionado, Nikki Winkleman. Thank you. Tonight we will select contestants right out of the audience using the raffle tickets that you got at your tables. Each contestant is paired up with one of our comedian panelists who will answer the questions for you. Let's meet the comedians. Our returning champion, he is one of the producers of Stand Up For Choice. Put your hands together for Pat Deering. Hello. Are you excited to be defending your title tonight? I am. I am very excited. I, fe- I think you're going for a three-peat tonight. Uh, uh, third time winning, maybe not in a row, but third, third time winning, yeah. Well, you'd just, be just a third, two in a row. You'd be third time champion if you win tonight. So. Ooh. Sitting next to Pat Deering, a first time quiz boxer, please welcome Carlos Teal. No. Hello, Carlos. Are you excited to play? I am. Uh, you are uh, also serving up some uh, Norman Schwarzkopf Desert Storm realness. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're starting the game with a point. <laughs> Sitting next to Carlos, a previous quiz box champion and master juggler. Put your hands together for Tony Steinbach. How's it going, everybody? Tony, you just did your one-man juggling show at here at Upfront, didn't you? Yeah, it was really good. Nikki opened for me, and she uh, killed it. Oh. Yeah, really Thanks, you get a point, too. Sweet. <laughs> that was what I was going for. Not looking so good for Pat already. <laughs> Flattery will get you anywhere on the quiz box. And finally, our very special guest. He is the host and creator and founder of Freak Show Deluxe. You may have seen him when his small child threw knives at him on America's Got Talent. Ladies and gentlemen, the Reverend Tommy Gunn. Hello, hello, hello. I, Eric, I, th- I think you forgot a part, though, because the, the proper introduction, uh, which is what I insist on, is it is the right Reverend Tommy Gunn, your minister of the macabre, your parson to the phantasmagorical, the apostle of the following, the vicar of victimization, the pastor of the pastiche, certainly object of your affections. Your boy's been checking out my butt since I walked up here on the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm thrilled to be here with all of you right now. Let's hear it. Yay! <laughs> Tommy is getting a point for doing his own intro and not uh, making Eric memorize them. Uh, yeah. we're gonna, I would have felt bad. We're going we're gonna to do that every time he rings in, so it's going to be a long show. Buckle up. Uh, long show. 
To answer a question for points, our comedians must buzz in using our very high-tech buzzer system. Let's hear what they sound like. Pat uh, sounds... All at, no, all at once. We're doing them all at once. All at once? Yes, all at once. And they sound like this. <laughs> for our podcast listeners, Pat sounds like this. Carlos sounds like this. Tony sounds like this. And Tommy sounds like this. That was very important for our podcast listeners. <laughs> Each correct answer is a gain of two points. Each incorrect answer is a loss of one point. If the comedians are real dumb, your scores may go into negative, but don't worry, you can win prizes with a negative score. It happens frequently. Each round consists of three questions. At the end of each round, the contestant with the most points wins a fantastic prize. The player with the least amount of points gets a heartfelt apology from the comedian who wasn't good enough to win something. <laughs> the comedians are also playing a separate game against each other. That's the one they've already gotten points for. Uh, you will see this a little bit later, but don't worry. These scores do not affect you, the contestants. Comedians can lose or gain game score points at the discretion of our scorekeeper, which we'll see a little later. But don't worry. These scores don't affect you, our audience. I think I accidentally read your, your lines. Lastly, to make the game fair for everyone, Derek was not listening to me because he said the exact same thing that I said. I was, I was adjusting my microphone. <laughs> we're doing a really good job at listening now that we're on opposite sides of the stage from each other. <laughs> Lastly, to make the game fair for everyone, please do not shout out answers from the audience or heckle the comedians. And, and with that out of the way... That is my line. That is your line. I did it on purpose that time. Let's quiz box. Uh, Pat, I think you've got. Uh, let's go. Let's get you started with the bucket of people right there. Uh, Pat, who are you playing for All this right. uh, this round? I am playing for two, two, four, four, six, four, four, six, four, four. Right there. Hey, what's your name? Emily. Everyone, give Emily, Emily a big round of applause. All Thanks right. for coming to the quiz box, Emily. <laughs> Carlos, who are you playing for? The uh, two, two, four, two, four, seven, six. Four seven six back there. Hey, what's your name? Adam. Adam. Nice Adam. to meet you, Adam. Yeah. Everyone, give Adam a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Adam. Tony, who are you playing for? I've got two two four four six seven six seven. Right there. Hey, what's your name? Courtney. Everyone, give Courtney a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Courtney. C O U. Okay, and Tommy, who are you playing for? I have two, two, four, four, five, seven. Four, five, seven. Hey, right there, what's your name? Amanda. Amanda, we'll give Amanda a round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Amanda. Nikki, are you ready? Panelists, are you ready? Yeah. All right, question one. The category is buildings. The Saltaire Resort and Spa has been built and destroyed three times due to flooding, corrosion, and drought. This is due to the fickle nature of what specific nearby natural feature? The hairdryer factory. <laughs> well, the hairdryer factory would account for the drought, but not the flooding. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Flooding, <laughs> corrosion, and drought. Yes. Corrosion and drought. Mm. A hairdryer could cause corrosion. I mean, in, in theory, it depends. How, how could a hairdryer cause corrosion? I'm not going to go. Nikki, take away a point. <laughs> from myself? Yes, from yourself. <laughs> You're also supposed to keep hair dryers in or near bathtubs, so <laughs> it might account for the flooding, too. Uh, Tony's been doing a lot of library shows with children recently. <laughs> so is it's, it's, Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, is it still there? Uh, like, are they now risking, like, locusts and after that, frogs? <laughs> and then 
after that, a river of blood. <laughs> it does currently exist. I, uh, it's uh, it's uh, currently being used as a concert venue instead of a spa and resort. Ah, the corrosion. Ah, uh, yeah. Was it rebuilt each time because of each thing? Like, was it one time it was flooding, and the other time it was corrosion, and the other time yes. it was drought? Uh, the drought is what finally stopped it from being a spa. Pat, I liked your implication that it was just built in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's very funny. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of how like you could be so mad that your building flooded that you built it in such a dry way that then you had a drought. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so this is a resort and spa. It is in the United States. Oh, well, then that leaves out every place I was thinking about. <laughs> Where else were you thinking about? Uh, I, uh, uh, the I just, moon! I had, well, I had some thoughts about the drought uh, and the corrosion. Um, I did just watch that that uh, HBO show, the mm-hmm. Chernobyl one, and I was like, oh, Chernobyl, that's where it was, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> the terrible resort. The terrible resort. Terrible resort. <laughs> Eric, I like that he said. Uh, Carlos. Is it by an avocado farm? <laughs> what? Okay. okay. No, I, I'm gonna I imagine uh, that's not. Please, I please elaborate. That's not right. Yeah, uh, but, uh, that's incorrect. But I need to know your reasoning of an avocado farm. California, they have the drought, and then the avocados also take up a lot of water. But then there's also lots of. Uh, there was like rain last year, and lots of rain that like kind of canceled out the drought. I'm still working on the corrosion part. <laughs> You'd be able to afford corrosion if you weren't spending all of your money on avocados, you millennial. Uh, Pat taking on his role as America's stepdad and accusing a millennial of too much avocado consumption. I know. Car- Carlos is going to get a point for some thought, and Pat will get a point for some stepdadding. Um. Uh, this, is a, this is a geographic feature uh, that is that it, the, it was specifically built near this uh, this geographic feature, and the geographic feature caused all of these horrible things to happen to the building. What? It's not silence. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. A, a geographical feature specifically, not something like a, a city. You're saying a specific geographical feature. Yes, is what caused. A drought, corrosion. Yes. A, a natural wonder, if you will. I just realized that when he said it wasn't the United States, or yeah. he thought it wasn't the United States, mm-hmm. your immediate alternative was the moon, as if there was nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like in the entire world. Yeah. Tommy's America, getting a point for moon. patriotism. <laughs> Thank you. And Tony a point for explaining it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because there's the United States and then uh, parts of Canada and the moon, and that's it, as far as I know. Because uh, is it on top of the Grand Canyon? Did the Grand Canyon like flood one time? Are you ringing in or what? Do, do you want flood? do you want to ring in for that? No, absolutely not. No, it's not right. <laughs> I think it's not right. Is it the Grand Tony? Canyon? No, it's oh. incorrect. <laughs> it's the eyes. They bait you into it. <laughs> Tommy, is it is it Niagara Falls on the American side of Niagara Falls? So Buffalo? No. Ah, man. Uh, well, you are you are close. You are not close geographically, right but you are close in that a water feature is what caused this. Okay, so oh. water feature is the key. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you thirty seconds. All right, thirty oh. seconds. Uh, it's a, a, natu- a natural is it one. The ocean. 
Do you want to ring him? No. <laughs> Natural wonders. Pat. Um, is it like Yellowstone, like the geysers? No. Um, hmm. Tommy. Is it San Onofre near uh, San Diego? No. Ah. What is that? Well, San Onofre, there's a military base there, a marine base, but there's also nuclear power plants. You used to go surfing there, and uh, it would your hair would get really lighter after you were done surfing out there in the ocean. <laughs> I, I like that Eric's repeatedly <laughs> said natural feature, and we keep going back to nuclear really power <laughs> plants. <laughs> It's really warm there, is all I'm saying, because that's what they use to wash everything down with. Last like chance to ring in. Nuclear power plants are a naturally occurring feature of the landscape. I though. thought they were. That's how I was wrong. It's got the uh, word plant yeah. in it. It does have the word plant in it. That's yeah. true. True. Does anybody want to ring in? Uh, is it the Tony. river that caught on fire in Cleveland? No. <laughs> Ooh, it's the best thing I could come up with. Oh. That's a pretty good answer. Oh, the old Kyle. Thanks. Yeah. I is think it Detroit? Is Tommy. it Detroit? No. It's ah, not a famous water feature. Uh, <laughs> the old naturally occurring city of Detroit. <laughs> we, we've just associated corrosion with societal rot this entire time. <laughs> You're not wrong, sir. Uh, okay, I wait, think. Wait, is it the White House? Corrosion. Corrosion. Oh, oh no. We're going to call it. The answer is the Great Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the uh, salt air, uh, actually spelled salt air, uh, is currently a concert venue just outside of Salt Lake City. It was originally intended to be built as a lakeside resort, but within months of completion, the Great Salt Lake water levels rose and flooded it. The resort was then restored and immediately corroded due to the high levels of salt in the air. It was restored a third time, at which point the lake levels receded and it was left hundreds of yards away from the lake, just sort of in a big salty desert patch. (laughs) At which point investors gave up on the damn thing and it's now used as occasionally a concert venue. Uh, Kesha is the most recent performer that performed there. Uh, that is the end of question one. Mickey, where are the scores? <laughs> uh, they're, they're doing real well. Uh, Tommy's at negative three. Tony, negative two. Carlos and Pat both at negative one. Still, anybody's game. Question two. The category is plant sexy time. Uh, the question, the sandbox tree is native to tropical regions of North and South America and can grow as high as 200 feet tall. While many trees sp- uh, spread their seeds by having animals carry off the fruit in hopes the seed lands somewhere nice, the sandbox tree does something a little different. How does it spread its seeds? Exclusively on video. <laughs> <laughs> Tony just got a point for pornography. Yeah, he did. I wasn't going to talk about it. I was just going to give him a point. Um, sandbox, so, it has something to do with cats, right? I mean, sandbox. <laughs> what a disgusting way to mate. I know. Yeah. yeah. Eric, how much do you know about this tree? I know a fair amount about this tree. Tell me about its stamen in detail. Uh, uh. <laughs> Pack gets a point voice. for making this show pornography. <laughs> <laughs> show me where that pollen goes. Oh, you are. Uh, the, for our podcast listeners, um, Pat is leering at me over what I can only describe as a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
gonna ask if you had pictures of the tree. Uh, there are pictures of the tree. Uh, I'm not going to show you pictures of the tree. Oh, I see. I see where it's uh, going. Right, because then we would see like the giant catapults on exactly. either side of the tree <laughs> that it uses to just hurl its seeds. Are you gonna ring in? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it doesn't use animals. I will tell you, it does not use animals uh, to spread the seeds, but it does actually spread the seeds. But it's not like, I'm not like looking for, it's not like that cat that eats those berries and then shits the seeds out later on, uh, and then the seeds or anything like that. Uh, this is not an animal-related fact. It is purely a plant fact. I was wondering what it had against animals. Yeah, but I'm sort of, you know. Yeah. All right. Are all of the leaves actually penises? Like human penises. And then the other trees, the leaves are human vaginas. And it's just absolutely horrifying to look at. <laughs> I, I think he said that it's a plant fact. Plants can have human penises. You don't know. But he said it's purely a plant fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's cool how the how the seeds are spread is like pretty awesome. Like, I would definitely watch it on YouTube. In fact, I kind of have watched it on YouTube. But uh, I, Pat. Pat. Uh, gravity. They just fall off the damn tree. <laughs> no. That's not cool and groovy. Yeah, Pat, Pat Car- definitely gets a point for thinking Eric would watch Gravity on YouTube. <laughs> Carlos. Does, does, the, like, does it just like explode? That is correct. Oh! Whoa! Wow! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos gets a point for being his own air horn. <laughs> I think that is technically known as the Amish rap horn. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, so it is by having the fruit explode. The process is called explosive dehiscence, in which plants fire seeds away from themselves. In the case of the <laughs> sandbox tree, the fruit are roughly two inches long and three inches in diameter. And when they explode, the seeds are shot out at over 160 miles an hour and they can travel as far as 330 feet away. The what? process is violent. And you can actually hear the fruit explode. Some locals refer to it as the dynamite tree because of the loud noise the fruit makes when it explodes. Hey, is uh, is this tree on Grinder? <laughs> uh, it sounds like me in college. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Man, imagine like living under it. Like it's your upstairs neighbor. Mm. And you're like banging the top of the broom. You know? <laughs> Shut up with that. Yeah, exactly. You. Oh. What kind of apartment do you live in that a tree is your upstairs neighbor? I heard about loud explosive sex and just certain memories came to mind. Not involving me, just involving people. Yeah, obviously not involving you. (laughs) Tony's a juggler. That's going to lose a point for harassing Tony. (laughs) I just wanted to hear that all. I'm not sure if it was for you losing a point or for Tony. <laughs> uh, with that correct answer, Carlos wiped out his negative one and is now in the lead with positive one. <laughs> Pat has negative two. Tony has negative two. Tommy's still at negative three. And on my third drink. <laughs> we are moving on to question three. The category is securing the stars. In the 1989 Batman film, Jack Nicholson was initially reluctant to play the part of the Joker. Tim Burton was dead set on the iconic actor playing the part of the Clown Prince of Crime. What was it that Tim Burton did to ultimately convince Jack Nicholson to play the part? 
It wasn't silence. Yeah. <laughs> Paid him a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you want to ring in? Uh, <laughs> do I ring in with this? No. no. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he promised him that he'd get to kiss Michael Keaton on the mouth. Nice. <laughs> Does that happen in the movie? I don't, I don't know. Oh, I've never seen it. It might just happen back soon. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, that's how you promised Pat to be in a movie. <laughs> the what? That's how you promised Pat to get yeah. into a movie. Yeah, you yeah. Tell him you can kiss Michael Keaton. That's why the point is, Pat has a crush I mean, on Michael Keaton. <laughs> like '80s Michael Keaton. Not Time, now, I mean, not now, Michael Keaton. Are you, are you kidding me? Did you see Michael Keaton in that uh, Spider-Man movie mm. where he's the Vulture? He's I, I haven't. Yeah. Hot. Okay. I was gonna go see it for Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't blame you for that. Like with Jake Gyllenhaal, like as a date, or like that'd be neat. I right. I mean, yeah. Um, Is this still a game show? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no we, this, this is uh, moving of, that direction. This is one of Pat's classic gay fever dreams. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I was enjoying it, but then I remembered we have something to do. All right, there's people watching. All no, right. so uh, so Jack Nicholson didn't want to do the part. Uh, Tim Burton did this. And it convinced Jack Nicholson to play the part. Uh, this is an activity, I will tell you. Uh, we're looking for a specific activity uh, that Tim Burton participated in uh, with uh, Jack Nicholson. Actually. Oh. Tony. Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, that, old... that made me really mad. <laughs> Is that did it the old quiz box cul-de-sac of gaining a point and losing a point? Yeah. Yes, he did. He got a point for himself and lost a point for his audience member because that is incorrect, but still funny. <laughs> um, uh, no, it was not Johnny Depp. Uh, did he promise him that he would get to be in a better comic book movie later? <laughs> no, I'm li- like this is like something they like <laughs> did. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, did they go to a Lakers game? No. Damn it. I was sure that was it. He's such a huge Lakers fan. That is a good answer. Uh, No, they they did. This is an outdoor activity. Uh, What's his name is? Jack Nicholson is a huge Lakers fan, but uh, I can't imagine Tim Burton watching any sort of sport ever. I can't imagine Tim Burton outside. I can't. (laughs) Like in the sun. We, a parasol. I think the one he let Johnny yeah. Depp in that movie was. We huge. can't tell you this is an outdoor activity. <laughs> outdoor activity. But can you imagine Space Jam Two, directed uh, by Tim Burton? Ooh, good, super good. I already have. I don't want to relive it in front of all these fine, lovely people. <laughs> Some of them have just eaten. <sighs> so they, they, he promised him to do this. They, no, no, they actually they did actually it. Did. Like they were like hanging out, and then Jack Nicholson was like, "I'm gonna do this," and Tim Burton was like, "I don't really want to do that." And then Jack Nicholson's like, "We're gonna do it," and then I'm gonna be in the movie, and so they did it. Was it cocaine? No, it's, <laughs> cocaine's sort of like an everywhere activity. This is specifically something you would only do outdoors. Hookers? You could do it indoors. Everywhere. You could. It's you could do this really indoor. big indoors. Most people do this. Most out, people do this outdoors. outdoors. Yeah, sort of like uh, you see this happen in the mountains. Um, you could do it at the wilds. They went ski- You could do it on the beach. Could do it on the beach. No, I don't know what it is. You could do it... <laughs> so we're back to at hookers. At the Ohio That's... State Fair. Yeah, you could do this Still at the Ohio hookers. State Fair. Oh, oh. I, I, a I... box with a fox. <laughs> <laughs> do not ridicule me in the voice of Dr. Seuss. 
Wait, is that the voice of Dr. Seuss? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Seuss is a very angry Clevelander that talks out of his nose. <laughs> uh, anybody want to guess anything, or should we just give you a minute? Let's give you 60 um, seconds. Like, would it be horrifying to see, like, spooky Tim Burton and crazy... <laughs> Jack Nicholson doing whatever this is outside together. I mean, really, I think really you specifically of... would not like watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, huh. Pat specifically <laughs> would be very against this. Were they the police? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry. I was thinking Pat specifically. It's like I mean, sort of. Yeah. Oh. No. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> Derek's leading you astray. <laughs> Uh, you have 30 seconds. Does it have anything to do with Batman? No, no. nothing to do with Batman. Uh, I, I believe did Tommy. They play around a golf? No. Big outdoorsy. Big outdoorsy. Big outdoors. Ohio State Fair. For the wilds, or you do this in the mountains. 10 seconds? Out west. Out west. Horseback riding? I don't know. Uh, oh. oh! Pat. Was it? Did it involve a horse? Did they go horseback riding? <laughs> they did oh, go horseback oh, riding. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gross. Fuck horses. Gross. Oh my god. Oh, did they do it like like tandem bike too? Like, did they sit like <laughs> on the it, same it, horse? It, yeah. Was it Tim Burton with just like Jack Nicholson just like cradled in his lap? <laughs> well, on, the, well, the on theme from the courtship of Eddie's father played in the background the whole time. Like, it yeah. was, oh, people, let me tell No, it was. They rode horses. <laughs> they rode horses individually, but they did ride. Tim Burton did ride a horse. I think it's uh, a euphemism for something else. Uh, no, it's a, it's a euphemism for getting on the back of a large four-legged beast. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, like my first marriage. Uh, All right. Uh, during negotiations in Colorado, Nicholson wanted to go horseback riding. At the time, Tim Burton was terrified of riding horses. Ultimately, Burton had to conquer his fears to continue trying to talk Nicholson into playing the Joker, and the rest is Hollywood history. Uh, that is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the scores? Well, with that correct answer, Pat also wiped out his negative two and is now up to zero, but Carlos won the round with one point for Adam. <laughs> Tony had negative three, and Tommy will be apologizing to Amanda because he got negative five. Uh, but before we get to Tommy's apology, Adam, where are you? You've won a fantastic prize. You have won two tickets to Shadowbox Live, our sponsor, Shadowbox Live. Go to shadowboxlive.org to find out about the shows you can see at Shadowbox. You're also going to get a quiz box magnet and button, plus one of our prizes from our sponsor, Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. A totally real place, Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. You're going to win this ceramic tile of Franz Halls, who lived from 1580 to 1660, which I only know because it's written on the back of the tile. The rest of the back of the tile is in Dutch. You're welcome. Congratulations, Adam. Uh, Tommy, uh, it is now your turn to give a heartfelt apology to Amanda as to uh, why you didn't win her a prize. Uh, 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 and, and, and that's fair. And Amanda, I'm, I'm very sorry that that happened. I hope to make it up to you in several ways. Uh, you can either come and see me next week at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, 
where Freak Show Deluxe will be performing all four nights. Uh, the time from the movie Purple Rain is also going to be there on the night of my birthday. If you want to come out to that, you let me know, and I'll make sure to arrange that for you. Bring your own Fago. Uh, and then... Freak Show Deluxe, the Freak Show Family Show, which is my family, my uh, show that I do with my family, will be performing at a place called the Ludlow Theater, which is the home of the Berkus Brewing Company, as well as Circus Mojo, a circus school, and that's in Ludlow, Kentucky, just over the river uh, from Cincinnati. So you're more than welcome oh, to do that. Uh, but I'm going to do something for you right now. I'm going to do a little stunt from Freak Show Deluxe. I've got in my hand right here one classic Victor mousetrap, the very kind of mousetrap some of you may have lying around your homes right now. You, smart enough to stay away from it, but me, not so much. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set the trap like so. Uh, and then to make it up to Amanda, what I thought I'd do is I'd stick something in the trap. Uh, so the question is what I should, what I should stick in the trap. Uh, I can put my finger in it. But, for our uh, podcast listeners, Tony is inching away from uh, Tommy. Yeah. Tony, Tony is familiar with the yeah. trap. He's seen this. He's seen this before. I, and since the podcast listeners don't get to don't get to experience it's it, it's okay. I'll narrate to its fullest. I'll, I'll leave my pants on for the moment again. But again, it's early, and I've only had three drinks, so it's all on you, baby. All right, and then I'll tell you what I do to make it up to you. There we go. I'm gonna snap it right here on my tongue. It's something I did for. Uh, a TV show on the Discovery Channel where they did it in slow motion. And then it was a gif that people really liked. Here we go. I'm going to put this right here. That's right here. Let's hope this goes well. <laughs> a lot of people could snap the, um, a mousetrap on their tongue. It's remaining unhurt that's the key. So let's hope <laughs> this goes well. It's going to be very a lot of disappointed ladies after the show. <laughs> Gentlemen, too, perhaps. <laughs> Again, only three so far. Here we go. All right, watch well, close. Here we go. And, and, and. Nah, I don't like it. Oh, no. <laughs> For our podcast listeners, uh, Tommy's put a mousetrap on uh, his tongue, and Pat said, "I don't like it." <laughs> ah, <laughs> woo! That was a that was a hell of an apology, Tommy. Uh, that definitely gets a point. Oh, thank you. I've never seen that thank in you. an apology. You want to make sure my tongue's still working? Come see me after the show. Can I give Amanda? I have a Freak Show Deluxe pin. I'd like. Yeah, to go Amanda. right ahead. Amanda, this is for you. Here you go. I got showered with spit during that, and it was disgusting. Uh, okay. I really don't like it. We're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, uh, round two. Uh, where is the bucket of people? Uh, but first, let's check in with the scores. Uh, Tommy has four points. Tony has four points. Carlos has three points, and Pat has three points. So tight race between our panelists for that championship belt. Okay, Tommy, uh, who are you playing for this round? This time I have two, two, four, four, six, zero. Four, six, zero. Hey, what's your name? Sarah. Sarah. Everyone give Sarah a big round of applause. Thanks for coming awesome, to Quizbox, Sarah. Sarah. Tony, who are you playing for? I have two, four, or two, two, four, four, six, five. Four, six, five. Hey, right there, what's your name? Dom? D-O-N or M? M. Dom. Everyone give Dom a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to Quizbox, Dom. Carlos, who are you playing for? That is uh, two, two, Four four seven three. It's my favorite sexual position. Seventy three. <laughs> what? That's a point for Carl. Seventy three. Oh. <laughs> what? What is your name? Hannah. Hannah. Oh, Tana. With a T. Tana. Everyone give Tana a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Tana. And Pat, who are you playing for? I'm playing for two two four four five two. 
Four, five, two, four, five. Right there, hey, what's your name? Mark. Mark, everyone give Mark a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Mark. And I almost forgot, Carlos ended the last round with a positive point, so that's gonna go into his score as well. That bumps him up to five for the positive uh, point and also his favorite sexual position. <laughs> Being All that long number. All right, uh, qu All right. question one of round two. The category is Big Old Lake. The question, what? Salt Lake City is named after a large body of water adjacent to it known as the Great Salt Lake. Great Salt Lake is so salty that the only organisms that are known to live in it are brine shrimp. Oh. <laughs> Were you going to say horses? I was going to say Mormons. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so salty the only organisms that are known to live in it are brine shrimp. However, in 1875... Entrepreneur James Wickham introduced another living species into the lake. What was it? Is that your cue, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Eric just got back from Utah, everybody. Sure ah, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Was it jello molds? <laughs> That's a big. Did you pick up a jello mold while you were there? I did not pick up a jello mold you while you were there. You didn't. You missed out on like the green jello mold with like the blue salt lake right in the middle of it. <laughs> Tony? Totally Were they thing. tardigrades? No. Oh. This is 1875. Uh, tardigrades, oh. they, they didn't know about those yet. Oh, okay. no, they existed, they just didn't know that they were there. Well, what was this guy's name again? Uh, his name was uh, James Wickham. Pat? Pat? Was it himself? No. Was he just like in the lake, like, there's only brine shrimp and James in here? <laughs> I've stood in the Salt Lake. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, this is something else. He he caught it somewhere else, and then he put it in the lake. And he was like, "This is gonna be a great idea." It wasn't Mormons, was it? Mer Mormons. <laughs> Mer Mormons. Is it? Mer Mormons. Was it something that? Mormaids. 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 It is it, the, the, the correct the correct answer is more maids. Uh, um, was was it something that belonged in the lake in the first place? No, it, the guy just wasn't going to have like a bag of squirrels and just like Whoa, there's one <laughs> number two. Like, <laughs> it, is a, it is a water dwelling creature. Yeah, it is it is something that is found in the water. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Tony just blew my mind with the idea of like mermaids. There being like freshwater mermaids and saltwater mermaids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like right. Two warring factions uh, of mermaid kind. I mean, there, yeah, there are freshwater mermaids and we saltwater talk, mermaids. Did you not know that? We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's that. like you know, there's different species of mermaids. Like it's like they're like dolphins, but you know, with faces. <laughs> Wait, dolphins have faces. <laughs> I mean, like people faces. <laughs> What kind of horrifying fucking sea creature would that be? Just this thing swimming around with just a pit for its face. <laughs> a black void where its little fishy features should be. Dolphins with people faces is also really scary. Is that funny or dolphins with no faces? Because both images in my head. 
So I don't know if you guys uh, followed like uh, previous special guests on uh, Instagram or something like that, but we had a special guest named uh, Lynn Liz Bergs. Uh, she's a very famous cosplayer, and she recently did a mermaid cosplay, but she also took some photos where she was wearing a big rubber fish mask. <laughs> so it was like she was. So it was like, uh, is it the so if you were to ask her, like, is it the kind of mermaid with the people part on top and the fish part on bottom, or the fish part bottom and the people part on the bottom? Uh, fish part on top and the people part on the bottom. She was like, no, it's the kind with the people part in the middle. So she's got fish on top, fish on bottom, and then just arms coming out. It was, it was, it was awesome. Gross. Yeah. It just sounds like my second ex-wife. Um, I can tell you that he did not catch mermaids and put them in the lake. Nor more maids. This is a water-dwelling animal. Uh, this is something you would normally find in water, uh, but you would not find it normally in a lake. Did that's okay? Did did it survive after he put it in there? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, that opens it way up. Ooh. Okay. Um, was it part of a scheme? Was he? Was he like? There, there was. A, there was a scheme here. Okay. Yeah. He was like, I'll put these here, and then people are going to come to this big weird lake full of flies and shrimp. And look at this instead of the flies and the shrimp. Was it sharks and it was evil and he was trying to hurt people? <laughs> you going to ring in? Do you ring in? No, absolutely not. Uh, no, I'm not going to do anyone it. Anyone else want to ring I'm in? I'm not going to get tempted answer? into it. You guys want to watch me make Tony ring the <laughs> <laughs> Tony? No, it's not sharks, Eric. I already know. Tony. <laughs> Tommy? Was it crawfish? No. That w- I'd go to Utah for a boil like that, I'm just saying. Tony? Was it dolphins, though? No. Oh, I really thought that was it. Um, Are they related to crawfish? Carlos. Carlos. Was it sharks, though? No. Oh, Carlos, man. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. You guys funny. have 30 seconds. Okay. What uh, else is in water that people would look at? Was it manatees? T- no. <laughs> you were closer before with dolphins. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it Tony? Shit. <laughs> um, was Ooh. it tuna fish? No. Like really big ones. Tommy. Was it whales? That is correct. Whoa! Good job. Thank you. So, uh. A little backstory. I, I heard about this when I was in Salt Lake City, and they said it's a legend, and so I wasn't going to use it as a quiz box question. And then I went to the Great Salt Lake, and the National Parks was telling me this as though it was a fact. So this is probably true. Uh, specifically, 35-foot Australian whales. Wow. A- according to locals, James Wickham had the two whales shipped to Great Salt Lake by boat to San Francisco and then by train to Salt Lake City. He then released the whales into Great Salt Lake to attract tourists. The whales have only reportedly been seen once since their release. <laughs> Many people speculate that they escaped the lake. That is highly unlikely as the lake is landlocked and has no outflow. Uh, so the salinity is so high that it would have killed them within days. Aww. Yes. So it's a sad fact, uh, but also a guy tried to put whales there. Wow. Uh, oceans are like about uh, four to five percent salt. Uh, Great Salt Lake is about eleven percent uh, and as high as fourteen percent in some areas. So they died. 
But if you're really lucky, you can go find them, and they're like delicious cured whales. Oh, <laughs> like jerky. Delicious. Cured oh, whales. So delicious at the bottom of the Great Salt Lake. Mm. Oh, mm, candied whale. Oh. What, what like enthusiasm, though, to be in like the 1800s and then decide to move whales? Like, that's yeah. a tall order. Yeah. yeah. And like, Trying to put them somewhere cool, not in an aquarium. He's not trying to SeaWorld them. He was like, I'm going to put them here. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that really just the 18 whatever version of an aquarium, though? A lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now. So, yeah, with that correct answer, Tommy wiped out his negative one and is now in the lead with positive one point. <laughs> uh, Pat and Carlos both have negative one. Tony has negative four. Even though, oh, no. lots of fans of Tony in the audience. Even though he didn't Makes ring sense. in for Shark himself, still at negative four. All right, question two. The category is cooking with spray cans. The question: Pam is a ubiquitous part of the cooking experience. It was invented by Arthur Meyerhoff Sr. in 1957 and was the first patented non-stick cooking spray. The name is the uh, the name of the product. Pam is actually an acronym. What does PAM stand for? Wait, no, I'm not ringing in. I'm not ringing in. <laughs> I'm still just thinking. <laughs> Sorry. No, you first. I'm, just, I'm still just thinking about those brine shrimp. Like, what if you're just living in this lake your entire life with only shrimp and then just out of fucking nowhere, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, you are... There are whales here now. <laughs> I think uh, the most correct part of that assumption was that, like, they're Mormon brine ships, so they would say, oh my goodness, and not, holy fuck, a whale. Uh, Dear heavens. Awesome. Well, now that you brought it up that there's brine shrimp in the lake and they probably had no natural predators at that point, so the whales probably just overate you. Yeah. Uh, it's like, too much. These guys don't care at all. They're just swimming right in my mouth. Cholesterol and sodium. Yeah. <laughs> Recipe for whale heart disease. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, Do you think the brine shrimps ate the whales? What did brine shrimp eat? <laughs> what did you feed sea monkeys? What was that? So actually, the sea monkeys that you buy uh, are the brine shrimp from the yeah. Great Salt Lake. Right. That, yeah. that actually is. Mm-hmm. I know. I, my that's brine not shrimp. a question later, is it? Is it should have been. <laughs> uh, Pam stands for pretty awesome mist. <laughs> I like it. That was good. Uh, that's <laughs> incorrect, but also you get a point for bringing us back on topic. Yeah. Right. In such a sudden fashion. Oh. Pan all moist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, this was kind of a filler question, but I'm real glad we asked it. Can I have another gin and tonic, please, with Tangra? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so it was invented by uh, Arthur Meyerhoff Sr. in 1957, and PAM is an acronym. So for those of you who don't know what an acronym is, the first letter of each word forms this little shorter word. Uh, pretty Papa, Papa Arthur Meyerson. <laughs> do do you want to ring in? <laughs> no, never Papa. <laughs> Just, not for Papa. Like it's his first <laughs> A and M are his first and last name. <laughs> I'm never ringing in. For, I'm not ringing in for father. 
That's it. What, wait, what was, wait, his name was Arthur Mayerhoff. Carlos? Uh, uh, man, Arthur Mayhoff. Okay, so they got that, got that part of Pam. Property of Arthur Mayhoff. No, but you're close. Ah. <laughs> I liked Papa better. Get, uh, <laughs> get in here and get you some of Daddy's the- pan grease. <laughs> <laughs> Spray that all over that. For our podcast listeners, we do not endorse using Pam as a sexual aid. (laughs) Maybe they don't. It it doesn't work very well. It makes you temporarily flammable. (laughs) (laughs) That is the voice of experience. You say that like it's a bad thing, and I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. Arthur Mayanoff. Can I even said his last name correctly? <laughs> the, the, the last Arthur name. Mumford. <laughs> uh, Mayerhoff is his last name. You are close. His name is in it. Uh, so really, at this point, you're just looking for the P. If you want to ring in for Papa, you still can. <laughs> Dom, this is the only way we're going to save this, so I'm just going to go for some stuff, and I'm so sorry. Is it Pastor? No. Okay. <laughs> That's all I had, Dom. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Carlos. Patent? No. Again, you're on the right track. Okay. It is a boring name. Oh, okay. Pancakes. Oh. Arthur Mayhoff. Not boring. I heard his pancakes were really good. Yeah. Um, Is it just pan? Pan Arthur Mayhoff? No. Okay. I thought it was worth it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna give you guys uh, about 30 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Pan, pastor, people, pineapple, (laughs) prostate. Are you just (laughs) listing all of the P words you know? Yeah, I'm running out of them though. Please, please, Arthur Mayerhoff. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um. Tony, do you know any other P words? No, I've run out of them. Potato, panacea. Potato, potato. No, panacea is a really good word, Tommy. Wow. Thank you. Sorry, my hand got caught in the hair. Pangea. It's really dumb. Was his wife's name also Pam? So it's like Pam and Arthur Mayerhoff, and they should just call it fucking Pam. (laughs) Yeah, what he said. <laughs> With a buzzer. No. Wow, damn. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on that grenade, Tony. You got a, you got uh, a point for that grenade. Uh, I think we're going to call it. Yeah. Uh, the answer is uh, product of Arthur May. Oh, what the? Product. See, when you Ooh. say product of product. Arthur, that just makes me think one thing. That's what he's putting in those cans. No. Yeah. It's not cool. Whoops. Bueno. Was he from Utah? That sounds like a very uh, yeah. Exactly. No, no. Oh, like only the first thing. questions of the round are themed, and uh, I think you may have figured out the theme. Uh, while he may have been a genius for putting oil in spray paint cans, uh, he wasn't that clever at naming things. The real name of the cooking spray is actually product of Arthur Mayerhoff and has been since it was first invented and patented. That is question two. Nikki, where are the scores? Well, Tommy's still at positive one by just not ringing in that time. <laughs> Uh, Tony rang in a whole lot and is at negative seven. 
Uh, and I think in a fit of laughter, I accidentally gave Carlos his point for pan all moist. So I just want to correct one. that real quick. Uh, Carlos is at negative three. Pat is at negative two. Sort of anybody's game. <laughs> all right. Question three. The category is the Oxford English Beastie Boys. Oh. The question, the musical trio known as the Beastie Boys have certainly made their mark on the American hip-hop scene, but what you may not know is that their lyrics also made a mark on the English language. The Oxford English Dictionary quotes the Beastie Boys nine times, including references to alternate definitions for the word ill and drop. One 1994 song for the group is cited in the OED, giving credit to the Beastie Boys for coining and popularizing what word? Sabotage. <laughs> uh, listen, all y'all. Yeah. Tony's not correct. Well, you just gave him that one for free. I thought you were going to try to get him to ring in. You felt bad for him. I you did. felt bad for Dom, is yeah. what you think. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go ahead and give you guys a hint because uh, uh, we don't have all night. Uh, <laughs> it's a noun, and the word is in the title of a song off the album Tour Shot. I don't know anything. Is that about helpful? Oh, not at all. No. But you guys know nouns, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only a few, and they all start with P. <laughs> <laughs> just, just person and place. <laughs> and now I know product, and it's probably not that. Uh, oh man. Uh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and give you a further hint. Uh, uh, it is... Uh, how do I say this without giving it away? Um, it's related to beauty? Fleek. <laughs> beauty? Uh, style? Yeah, we can say style. Yeah, it's style. There's a Style-related word. This is a style-related noun. Style-related noun. Wait, so they coined the word, so the word actually didn't exist before they said it? That is correct. Okay. Wait, wait, so the word didn't exist, or the word was assumed to be something else before it, they used it in this fashion? So wait, wait, wait. This, this, they are credited for coining the term. Yeah. So, coining the term, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah okay. so the, 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 this, sort of, this thing sort of existed, but we didn't really have a term for it. And then they gave it the term. Is it good or bad? Uh, That's up for you to decide. Yeah. A lot of people think of it as something terrible. Uh, I like it. A terrible noun that describes how people dress. Not necessarily dress. This is related style. to style. Um, I feel like we've confused oh, them good. more by trying to narrow yeah, it down. Breast monkey. Breast monkey? Breast monkey? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know very many BC boys. So. Intergalactic? <laughs> is there uh, is there a single word that means to fight for your right to party? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think any of those songs were on tour shot. I don't. Sure shot. Tour shot. Sure. All I can think of are words that are already words. Yeah. <laughs> Do they start with P? Trying yeah. to yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, uh, we'll give you thirty seconds because you're not saying much. Fresh, yeah. and I'll. Uh, um, it's it's not clothing related. It's sort of uh, style related. Style related. <laughs> you would you would go somewhere to acquire this. 
Some, a, a stylist would do this oh. for you. Yes. Tony. Swag. No. Oh, damn it. That's not I'm a so noun. Sure. Well, I guess it is kind of a noun. It Swag is a noun. Yeah, it's totally a noun. That's no, you would have to you would have to go to a stylist to to receive this kind of. Uh, uh... You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead. I, mean, I think lipstick predated Wait. the Beastie Boys, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, is it started so hair hair? Yeah, combs. Finish what you were saying. Brush hair. It is hair related. It's a haircut. Yeah. It's a haircut. Oh, it's a, it's a hair product. A buzz cut. A fade. Is it a fade? No. I'm really digging us into this whole dom. I'm so sorry, man. Not looking good for you. <laughs> Did the Beastie Boys have unique hair? I just remember them looking. I don't know Beastie. I don't, I don't remember what the Beastie Boys looked like. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone had normal people hair? Yeah. Um. I'm not sure any of them had this. Is hair. it a mohawk? No. Is it a fauxhawk? No. <laughs> I like it. Just doubled down. Tony. Is it a Statue of Liberty spike face? No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, you're thinking punk. And uh, this is not this is not a punk hairstyle. What genre of music are the Beastie Boys? Uh, they. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought we were trying to speed this along. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, death metal is. Uh, ah, okay. All right, I got nothing. Uh, this is usually this type of hairstyle is often ridiculed. Uh, you have ten seconds. I'm sorry. This. I heard Pat first. The flock of seagulls. No. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos. The mullet? Correct. Nice. Oh. Oh. The Beastie Boys came up with mullet? They did. The term mullet was first coined by the Beastie Boys in 1994 on the album what? Tour Shot. No it's way. on the song Mullet Head, which is an ode to a hairstyle that the boys refer to as a way of life. No way. The hairstyle no existed way. before then, but it wasn't commonly referred to as a mullet until then. According to the OED. Yes, according yes, to the OED. That is the, the, the question yeah. is that it was. Well, previously, it was just like in business in the front, party in the back. That's yeah. all anybody got it. Webster's has an entirely different story. Ah. <laughs> that is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the ah. scores? Well, uh, let's start with Tony. Um, <laughs> Tony. Did you ru- run out of room? No. Uh, Tony has an astounding negative 12 and will be. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a record? Well, it is. It's actually not. Oh, oh, wow. uh, I think uh, Michael Malone still holds the record for least points in a round. Um, uh, but Tony will be apologizing to Dom. Carlos got that question correctly, but still ended the round with negative one. Pat has negative three. And Tommy using the strategy of not ringing in again after getting one, <laughs> one point. And uh, he wins for Sarah with one point, which is going gonna, is gonna to go into his score as well. Uh, Sarah, you've won a fantastic prize from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. You are going to win a pair of... Small jars that have chalkboard paint on the front, so you can use a piece of chalk to write what's in them. And there's two of them. There, there you are. If if you write ashes of complainers, you're not invited back to another show. Uh, and you're also gonna win two tickets to Shadowbox Live. Go to shadowboxlive.org to find out about the shows you can see, plus your quiz box magnet and button. Congratulations, Sarah! Everyone in the round, raise your hands, and I'll be around to hand out your prizes. Uh, Tony, uh, it is time for you to give a heartfelt apology. Before that apology starts, may I get another vodka soda, please? Yeah, I need a Budweiser, please. I would like a gin and tonic. Everybody, oh. big round of applause for our bar staff. Yeah. Tip them. 
card in the uh, Tony, it's time for a heartfelt apology to Dom. Dom, I uh, didn't expect to be bad at this and didn't prepare anything because of my cocky, cocky, arrogant lifestyle. But I am incredibly sorry. I wish that I could have won those jars for you. I know, especially since she just fucking broke one. <laughs> and they would still be safe if they were in your capable, strong hands. Okay? Uh, but like I said, I didn't prepare anything. I am sorry. Uh, in order for you to forgive me, I would like to take you horseback riding. But only if we dress up as Tim Burton and Jack Nicholson. All right. Simultaneously? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Big round of applause for our bar staff. Um, aside from that, Nikki's back. So I'm so sorry, Don. But I would like to take this mousetrap. And I would like to stick it on Carlos's tongue for your amusement. So, Carlos, if you could just go ahead. No, okay. Tommy, you'll have to do it again. There we go. Just really quick. There we go. I'm so sorry, Dom, but you're welcome. Everybody clap for Tommy. That was a great apology, Tony, but a, a point goes to Tommy for uh, making Pat make that face once again. I'm going to be real honest. I kind of thought that Tony was like going for a dive because he looked down and was like, Tommy has more animal traps. I don't want him to lose again. (laughs) And then you just put it on his tongue again. So, all right, let's move on to round three. Before we do that, Nikki, where are the scores? Oh, my, all over the place. Pat has 10 points. Carlos has eight points. Tony has nine points. Tommy has six points. Gotta step up. And we're ready for Pat to draw from the bucket of people to pick our uh, last round of contestants. All right, I am playing for two, two, four, 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 five. Four, four, five, where are you at? Right here, hey, what's your name? Kayla, everyone give Kayla a round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Kayla. That's my niece, Pat, treat her right. Is that really your niece, Tony? Yeah. How old are you? Listen, nieces can be of all ages. You can have nieces that are older than you. Yeah, it's all about how the distance in time between the the siblings. Yeah, the siblings. siblings. (laughs) Carlos, who are you playing for? I am playing for the wonderful two-two, and then all fours after that. Hey, right there. How's it going? What's your name? Lewis. Lewis. Everyone, give Lewis a round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box, Lewis. Tony, who are you playing for? I've got two, two, four, 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 seven. Four, 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 seven. Hey, right there. What's your name? Diana. I'm going to give Diana a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Diana. And Tommy, who are you playing for? I've got two, two, four, four, seven, four. Four, seven, four. Lucky table in the back. They have three people drawn. What's your name? Donna. Donna. Everyone give Donna a big round of applause. Thanks for coming to the quiz box. Donna. All right, round three, question one. The category is Eric was recently at a place while researching quiz box questions. Uh, the question, Hawaii is known for consuming more spam than anyone else in the world. Australia is known for consuming massive amounts of Marmite. What is Salt Lake City known for consuming more of than anyone in the world? Illegal caffeine. <laughs> Sp- I, I will tell you that there are... Uh, Coffee shops slash bars all over Salt Lake City. They're all over the place. Kind of like everyone's like, hey, I know. I know we're not supposed to drink this. <laughs> but we're gonna. 
underwear. Consuming it? Consuming. Oh, same thing. Same answer. (laughs) Special underwear. That oh, is a talking- part of Mormon tradition I had no idea about. You didn't know the about ritual that? consumption of underwear. It's true, man. Yeah. It's true. It's wild. Um, uh, that's actually not the Mormons. That's uh, the other the other people. The other people? The other people. It's There's Mormons and then the other people? <laughs> yes. That's creeping me out. Oh, okay. I'm confused, but I'm going to give Tommy a point. They're those, they're those faceless dolphin mermaids we were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> other, the other uh, people. <laughs> I mean, what would you... Tommy. Jello. That is correct. Whoa! I was, I the I mean, I was not making it up about those Jello molds. It's like seriously it, it a is, thing. It is very seriously the thing. And when you were talking about the Jello molds earlier, I was like, "Oh, I know who's going to answer the right the first question around three. I can't believe you didn't get one of those Jello molds for yourself. I totally pegged you as a person I, who would I, do that. I don't. I don't particularly like Jello. It's not the point. The point is, any family gathering you go to, you can take the model of the state of Utah in Jello with the Salt Lake in blue, right in the middle of it. That's what you're supposed Aww. to do. So nice. uh, another thing uh, t- uh, Tommy is correct about is that uh, everyone in Utah is partial to green Jello. Green Jello. Salt Lake City holds the title for highest Jello consumption per capita in the world. It is legally speaking the official state snack of Utah. And according to multiple articles, the residents of Utah are particularly partial to green jello, and no one knows why. Uh, something about well, because of the band, obviously. The band Jello? What, the band on. Green Jello. There's a band called Green Jello? Get out. Can't talk to anyone. See, I, I didn't know the Beastie Boys, man. <laughs> what do you expect from me? I'm having a weird moment here. I'm not used to the panelists knowing things. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. Well, I I just, gonna, if you were listening, Tony doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I, uh, nothing. I was going to guess salt just because you can't avoid it. You just yeah, walk yeah. around all day like, why is everything so salty? <laughs> Drinking from, the lake. Never, from the lake. It's in the water. It's <laughs> it's corroding my hotel. It's in the whales. It's in the, it's in the whales. whales. <laughs> Personally, I subscribe that there is a, a way out of the Salt Lake, like to a probably to the Great Lakes somewhere, like a long tunnel. Oh, that's that's the all they got out. Yeah, I mean, totally. You also put mousetraps on your tongue. Fair enough. <laughs> That is true. All right, moving on to question two. The category is off-label medicine use. Tommy has two points. Everyone else has nothing. The question, did, uh, we didn't Tom, need that recap, did we? <laughs> uh, the question, uh, it has been discovered that more and more medicine is getting into public waterways as it passes through humans or is flushed down the drain. Scientists have been studying the effects of uh, medicine meant for humans on animals in the ocean. What happens to a sea snail when you give it Prozac? Does it explode? Do, do you want to ring it? Um, Tommy. Does it explode? No, that is not correct. <laughs> totally worth it. Why were you awing at an animal not exploding? <laughs> uh, I heard uh, Pat. Um, it, 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 it gets its stuff together. It starts to focus more. It finishes its GED. <laughs> Um, and it, it realizes that, that sea cucumber was horrible for it and was holding it back. And it, it really just generally gets its life together, um, you know, now that the ocean has proper mental health care. As someone who just started taking Prozac a year and a half ago, yes. Yeah. <laughs> to all of it. You finally yeah. got your GED? Yeah, finally. Yeah. 
I had to learn five P nouns. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them wasn't Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> This is a um, good show. Um, okay. All right. No, uh, if you give a sea snail Prozac, what happens to it? It takes an inordinately long time to orgasm. <laughs> wow. That, sorry, I was just speaking from personal experience again. <laughs> For our podcast listeners, Pat was also nodding furiously. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll help yeah. each other out. Oh, yeah. That shit will give you a fucking Popeye forearms after like six months. <laughs> I don't know who to give points to. <laughs> I mean, but I you guess... can't even eat spinach because it's full of potassium. It'll <laughs> oh, another p word. Get all weird, yeah. Potassium. Potassium. <laughs> I think the points go to whoever can make Pat and Tony come. A point for that? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Okay. At the oh, same yeah. time, no. Pat's gonna do the Dutch or thing after the right. <laughs> That'd be fine. Pat's a very good-looking man, and I respect him as a lot as a human. So it's uh, it's not sexual when it's not mood-related. Oh, I, w- I will okay. tell you it's not sexual when it's not mood-related. This is something else. Does it change Tony. color? No, it doesn't change oh, color. Okay. Pat. Does it start going really fast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, creeping along, leaving this little slime trail, and no. then, like, you, you Prozac it, and it just, like, Sonic the Hedgehogs. <laughs> Just right across the seafloor. <laughs> it sprouts legs? Yeah. Uh, n- no, it does not change color and sprout legs and become Sonic the Hedgehog. No matter it's... how much the live action one looks like a sea snail. <laughs> it's just got to go fast. Yeah. Carlos. Does it make them more delicious? No, Ooh. no. Uh, why are sea snails delicious? Just, you said that with a very interested tone, too. I was, I'm always looking for no, uh, delicious it, things to eat. Uh, I w- so, uh, you're going to figure it out. No, 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 I want to hear your... I, want to hear your gum. I, was, I, will, uh, I will say this. Uh, so, Pat, as, as much as we were ridiculing you, it is related to the sea, snail, the sea snail's mobility. I just think like, sea snails taste sea better snail. when they're happy. <laughs> uh, I want it to be self-fulfilled before the French bake it for me. <laughs> Uh, Tommy. Uh, it goes backwards. No. Ah. Uh, Tony. It just sits in one place. No. It time travels. I'm so sorry. It becomes Doctor Who. <laughs> My contestant just put her hands in her ha- or her head in her hands yeah. after I answered that. She's just like, please, God, stop. Uh, Sixty seconds. Now, this is mobility related. Uh, uh, it is mobility related, is what I was trying to say there. Successfully. Um, trying to think of all the things that snails do when they move, and it's not a lot. It gets a scooter. <laughs> they're, they're kind of known for not doing much. Does it leave its shell? I assume no. it still leaves no. its trail. Right? Yeah, it finally moves out of its house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not back to Tony. Something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something that some people don't know anything about. Yeah. Um, okay. 30 Mobility. seconds. Snails, Prozac. Time travel. Time travel? <laughs> not backwards, not okay. forwards, wibbly yeah. wobbly, timey wimey. I mean no one no one did ring in for time travel, but Okay. We're um, gonna call it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna call it. The answer is it can no longer stick to surfaces. 
Yeah, while Prozac is effective at uh, treating depression and anxiety in humans, it makes a sea snail's foot less able to stick to surfaces, making it more difficult for it to crawl around on the seafloor. No word yet on how it affects the snail's mental health. So can we take Tony and see if he still sticks to surfaces? You are more than welcome to. <laughs> Put my feet against no. things and we'll see if it sticks. Not anymore, he doesn't. No. Uh, Nikki, where are the scores? Um, uh, where are the Spider-Man? scores? It almost came out my nose. Spider-Man takes Prozac and just falls off a building. <laughs> 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 Oh my. my superpower was my anxiety the whole time. Uh, uh, scattered anxious claps from the audience. Uh, he's really funny. Is he going to be okay? Uh, Tommy's in the lead with zero. Tony and Pat both have negative two. Carlos in a close second with negative one. All right. This, this really is anybody's game. Yeah, we got this. We're moving into the last question here. The category is The White Wolf. The question, actor Kit Harington, best known for his portrayal of Daenerys Targaryen's nephew on the HBO series Game of Thrones, is jealous of Peter Dinklage for Dinklage's previous appearance on a different television show. Kit Harington has said it is his dream to guest on this very show. What television show is it? Uh, I just want to interject real quick and, the, and point out that we do have themed questions for the beginning of every round, um, but we write four in case we get into four rounds. So if you're a subscriber of our podcast or a, uh, a frequent guest here at our live show, you may notice that we are using a lot of the question four from previous episodes <laughs> in which the 1989 Batman and Kit Harrington were themed questions for the first round. So that's oh. a little... I had a lot of fun at Salt Trivia Lake City. about trivia. I got kind of focused on whales and uh, sort of forgot to research a lot for this time. <laughs> I listened to you talk so much about Michael Keaton's dick on the drive down here from <laughs> last month's episode. It was pretty wild. It was like a good 25 minutes of that drive. That was crazy. Right? That was you, right? I, it's, it's a large dick. It takes yeah. a while to describe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember Okay, uh, so looking at Kit, Kit Harrington, Tony, in, right? On was that? it Saturday Night Live? No. Oh. Ah. Tony, yeah. Does the wolf thing have something to do with it, or is this just like a? That's the thing I saw on the show. The no, wolf. that's just the thing I saw on the show. I was, okay. Sometimes the right. the 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 topics are like really like clever or like hints. Uh, this time it was not. It was I just like say obviously not this time. <laughs> uh, um. Pat. ER. What? ER? I don't know. I don't know a lot of shows. <laughs> remember, you guys remember when Peter Dinklage guest starred on ER? Uh, a show that was off the air before Game of Thrones was ever on the air? No. Uh, no, I will give you a hint. Uh, it is not a children's show. Or, sorry, it is a children's show. It is a children's oh. show. It is a, it is a children's show. Uh, Peter Dinklage has guest starred on the show. Tony. Sesame Street. That's correct. Oh! Cute. It was for you. For uh, you. Kit was a Dana. big fan of Sesame Street growing up. He found out Peter Dinklage has been on the show and became quite jealous of him. He told Elle magazine in an interview that he would love to be on the show, but is worried that he would be starstruck by the Muppets. Oh. Or kill them. Uh, that is the end of the round. Nikki, where are the scores? 
Well, that is the end of the round, and uh, Tommy has won a prize for Donna with his astounding zero. <laughs> Winning for Donna. Donna, you are going to get this cat. Uh, it uh, looks like it's a light of some kind. Uh, uh-huh. We'll see if you can find something to charge it with. Uh, did not come from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack with a charger. Uh, but you're also going to get two tickets to Shadowbox Live. Go to shadowboxlive.org to see the shows. You can attend there. You're also going to get a quiz box magnet and button. Congratulations, Donna. Pat is going to be doing the apology this time around. He got negative three. Carlos and Tony both ended with negative one. So Kayla... You are going to get an apology from Pat. Pat, why don't you take it away with this heartfelt apology? Yeah, um, Kayla, I I want to, I I do want to address this. Um, I do want to apologize for this. Uh, First, I want to apologize um, for how many times you've had to hear about your uncle's orgasms on this show. Um, I didn't even think about that. And oh Oh. my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. For our podcast listeners, Tony is having some realizations. This is why you don't invite family to comedy. Uh, yeah, I also, you know, um, you know, I went into this round uh, thinking that I was just going to run right up the middle with a Salt Lake City reference um, and try to hold on to it and break to the left and not say anything during the second round and hopefully pull out into the end zone and not have to give an apology. I blew it. Um, the, the rest of these guys out here, just they just wanted it more. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, next time, next time we'll try to do better. We'll, uh, we'll leave it all on, on the bucket of people next time. Uh, Pat, I felt like that was a really great apology. Thank you very much. Uh, t- Tony, I'm going to afford you the opportunity to apologize if you want. I am so sorry for the time that I hit you in the head with the wiffle bat when you were eight. You probably don't remember it, but I'm sorry for it anyway. Does yells and throws things mean something different at home for you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Nikki, that is not just the end of the round. That is the end of the game. That is the end of the game. Congratulations to all of our contestants who played tonight and those of you who won prizes. Big thank you to all of our guests tonight. Pat Deering, Carlos Teal, Tony Steinbach, the Reverend Tommy Gunn. Tommy ended the round, ended the game with seven points. Let's hear it for Tommy. Carlos had eight points. Tony Steinbach ending the game with ten points and retaining the belt by just one point. Let's hear it for Pat Deering. Your three-time quiz box champion. Pat, congratulations. Uh, we are so thrilled to have you three, Pete. That is, uh, that is a really impressive uh, thing to do. Uh, we are... Uh, we will be back next month on a special Thursday show. That's right. The fifth Thursday of uh, August, which is August 29th, I believe. Yeah, yes, so we are cha- We are going to be changing the schedule up just a little bit, but August 29th is going to be the next live show. We look forward to seeing all of you and many more here. Uh, my name is Eric Tate. This is my co-host, Nikki Winkleman. Thank you very much. Uh, we are a podcast. Please uh, listen and subscribe. We're on iTunes. Google Play and Spotify. You can look us up on here before you leave the theater tonight and subscribe and hear all of the previous quiz boxes and all of the ones in the future. Did you guys have a good time? Thank you.
Thank you for downloading this episode of the Quizbox Podcast recorded by me, Kevin Hendricks. I want to go ahead and give a special shout out right now to our host, Eric Tate, our scorekeeper, Nikki Winkleman, and all of our guests. That's Tony Steinbach, Carlos Teal, your current champion, Pat Deering. We'll see him again in August. And also the inimitable Reverend Tommy Gunn. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcatching app of choice. And head to quizboxcast.com to look at the events calendar and buy a ticket for the next show.